0: This is Debo Samuel slash Wideback, and you're listening to The Buzz.
1: You are listening live to WSBU's coverage from Super Bowl 57 Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona. i Welcome into the wild card here on WSB 80.3 The Buzz, live from Phoenix, day four. It's Thursday evening. It's probably the biggest or most uh, most uh, busiest day of the week. This is usually the big one. Friday's usually pretty good as well, but uh, I mean, this star studded lineup all over the place right now. I, mean, I could go through some of the names pretty crazy. Emmett Smith walked by, T. Higgins walked by. Uh, Deion Sanders, I think, has the biggest posse I've seen so far. Rob Gronkowski's carrying around a bowl of buffalo wings.
2: Rob Gronkowski might have a bigger posse. Yeah, R- really? Gronk has a lot of people. There's probably yeah. 20
1: people around Gronk. I think maybe the Dion was also influenced by the media around him because he was a massive pile of people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but Gronk does have a lot, and rightfully so. He's a great personality. I know our very own Tyler Smith complimented his suit, in which he got to thank you. you want I want to ask him if I can get a wing. Uh, I don't know if that's going to happen though. He is um. from Buffalo. Oh, oh he he's is from Amherst. Right? You yeah, didn't know that? Uh, I d- yeah, I yeah. forgot about that because we were talking about asking him about Bonaventure. Uh, some of our very own went upstairs for the Rihanna press conference, which we'll hear about that later. Um, that's going to come up. That's apparently some big news from there that we're going to talk about. And um, ha- they had a good time. But uh, we want to talk about we got to stick right to our home roots. Our Bonnie's lost last night. Yeah, what to the To the Explorers. You know what this is you know Pow! This <laughs> Pow! Um, yeah, 76-70. Bonneys fall after a three-game win streak. Go figure. Knock off Vici on the road, Richmond on the road, Dayton at home in dominant fashion. But uh, Fran Dunfrey and the Explorers
3: walk in and get a win, Nate. Yeah, I, I'm a little surprised. I mean, I had, a, I kind of had a weird feeling, I and mean, I, I sort of joked about it a little bit, but like, I didn't really know. Like, I thought that could be a game, like a lay down and, guy, uh, and, and die game, if you will. But like, I thought they would still find a way to win that game. I was very surprised that they lost. I feel like. St. Bonaventure has owned LaSalle in these last couple of years. So um, to lose nonetheless at home uh, at a place that St. Bonaventure played so well at, um, definitely uh, an important and significant loss for them. I mean, I think um, that drops them out of the top four right now, so that, that certainly hurts. And, you know, you look at some of their losses here in A-10 play. LaSalle, Rhode Island, Loyola, Chicago, arguably the three worst teams in yes, the A-10. Yes. That's, that's really not good. Um, So it's it's pretty clear that at least right now St. Bonaventure is playing to the level of their opponents And I I just I don't know what they can do to get that all uh, Straightened out at this point Because um, they're going to need to be Know, anyone from the worst teams in the conference to the best teams in the conference uh, when, when it comes to the A-10 tournament and, and, and when jockeying for seeding there towards uh, the end of the regular season.
1: A few stats here for the Bonnies. Starting five all played over 30 minutes. Farrell, Venning, Luke, Banks, and Flowers. Benjamin wrote minutes were not plentiful last night. And all those players that started either scored 10 or 16 points. Farrell, Luke, and Flowers with 10 each. Venning had 16, and so did Daryl Banks. 7 for 21 from 3, 33%. 27 for 57 from the floor, LaSalle shot very good from the floor, over 50% field goal wise and 40% from three. That's a winning recipe, Johnny Walker following to the Explorers at home. Bumps us down to fifth right now hey. in the A-10 behind St. Louis v- VCU-St. Louis-Dayton-Fordham. Uh, sitting at fifth right now, thoughts on this loss and uh, thoughts on the whole season as a whole?
2: Very interesting storyline from this, in the three game win streak, Darryl Banks was as cold as you could get on offense. And they were kind of winning in spite of how Daryl Banks was shooting the ball, not because of Daryl Banks. And in this game, he gets back on track. He shoots 50% from the field, tied for the team high 16 points, and they lose. So early in the season, the Bonnie's success was really tied to how many points Daryl Banks was going to score. It doesn't seem like they're a team that's as reliant on him on offense anymore.
1: I know. Go figure, right? Because I think we talked about he only made, like, I don't know, a couple of field goals in all three games.
2: In the Richmond road trip, between the two games, he went one for 13 with 13 points.
1: Amazing. Come out 2-0 and from that. Wow, uh, pretty yeah. pretty, pretty crazy. So uh, the Bonnies will look to move on um, this weekend. They travel to, uh, I think they travel to George Washington? No, Duquesne. Duquesne. Duquesne, down Duquesne that's Saturday, right. The
3: big rivalry game down at the new UPMC Event Center. Very nice facility. Um, I went down there last year to cover it. I know, Carter, you were there as a fan last year. I remember, was. I remember
1: seeing you there. Great time. There's nothing like a road trip. The no matter there's nothing like a road th-
3: trip. I, one of my favorite facilities, though, very new, um, Pretty small, but, but very, very nice. I'm sure I,
1: you enjoyed your experience there as well. Yes. Uh, it was a great time. It was a funny thing. We actually got into that building, which is funny because a couple of weeks ago, remember the, the Uber Eats drama down in Duquesne? Now, it turned out to be a prank. We actually got to that building without even showing a ticket. No one scanned our ticket. We just walked right in with a card. Oh, really? Yeah, really incredible. We couldn't believe it. We are like, well, we didn't even buy tickets to get in here. Now, obviously, we did. Um, but, uh, yeah, just just pretty amazing but yeah very nice place i'm sure a lot of bonnie's fans will make the trip now duquesne's a little bit streaky i think they're very good i saw um them play vcu earlier in the year it really took them to the woodshed beat them by nine but it was much more than that they have a really really high ceiling but they've also lost some questionable games this year johnny as the bonnies head down to duquesne this weekend what are your kind of preview on that one
2: and the eight ten 10 is really just a crapshoot this year. Yes, it is. And anybody can beat anybody on any given night. I mean, we saw this same Bonaventure team beat VCU and lose to Loyola Chicago. <laughs> I mean, it's just every team, it seems like, could beat any team any given night. So, for all you betting folks out there, I know Carter, avid sports better. <laughs> <It's, laughs> It's, uh, it's a tough scene out there for you guys. It
1: is, it is. My A-10 picks are very difficult this year, although I'm sitting at 34-20 and 20 right now. Tough, tough one and four last night, but we're hanging in there. Uh, Nathan, uh, at Duquesne, 12-30 on Saturday on USA Network. Do you like the Bonnies in this one?
3: It's going to be a tough game. I mean, it doesn't matter where these Bonnie's Duquesne games are. I mean, they play twice a year because they're, they're technically, you know, the rival team of each other. Uh, and they're always, they're, they're tough games. I mean, they're gritty, they're physical. There's usually some sort of altercation, though. I don't think that there was an altercation in the home game against Duquesne a few weeks ago. But, I mean, you see Bonaventure, they went up 21-3 to in that game, and, and it essentially came down to the last couple of possessions in that one. I mean, Duquesne found a way to fight back, make that game very interesting. So uh, I say Bonaventure's going to have to play better at Duquesne compared to how they did when they hosted Duquesne. And that involves a similar recipe to how they beat VCU and Richard in that same mindset. They won their last two games on the road. They have to remember that they know how to win on the road. Um, I could see this one going either way but a sweep of the, of the
1: Dukes would be uh, a good way to make up for that tough loss to LaSalle. Yep, the battle I think will be at the guards. Uh, Duquesne has some terrific guards. Trey Clark, um, actually formerly a BC player but is playing really really good for Duquesne. They shot super well uh, in their wins earlier in the uh, early in the conference play and in the games they haven't, they haven't shot very well uh, quite frankly so they have a lot of talent at guard. Uh, Kyrell Luke, Banks are going to have tough assignments both offensively and defensively and uh, I'm looking forward to hopefully a good atmosphere down there in Pittsburgh. I know a lot of my friends will be making the trip. I'm disappointed not to be able to go, but I guess I can't complain being out here, right?
3: Yeah, we'll be flying home when that game is starting. So who knows? Maybe we'll be able to watch it on the plane. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see or, or watch it. Watch the end of the game during our layover, but. Um, but no, I think it, I think being out here is still a, a much better deal than going down to Duquesne. Though I would have really liked to uh, go back down to that. Yeah.
1: All right. Well, we got a lot of content coming up. I can't wait. We're about to talk about Rihanna getting Steven and Tom on here. Uh, we're gonna talk about that. Maybe an interview or two coming up. We'll have to see how that unfolds. Very excited for those and uh, also some kind of big news last night. Kevin Durant is headed to Phoenix. Are you kidding me? We'll talk about that later. You're listening to the Wild Card on WSBU 88.3 FM, The Buzz. Jim's Park & Shop is a family-owned grocery store with all of your everyday needs and more. Jim's Park & Shop has an array of unique items, including Jim's Picks, which includes products that you can't find anywhere else in the Olean area. If you haven't tried them out already, one of their 2-foot subs is a popular hit. You can check out some of their selection and get deli delivery to your door online at jimsparkandshop.com or visit the store on Front Street near Olean General Hospital. Welcome back here to the Wild Card. Just talked about the Bonnies a little bit, and we previewed last time Rihanna Press Conference upstairs. Yes. We are tu- joined yeah. by our two representatives that <laughs> got into the Rihanna Press Conference. Oh, yeah. I cannot wait to hear about it. I actually went up to the media room while you guys were upstairs. Mm-hmm. Three people came up. Uh, running up the escalator and asking where the press conference room was. This is at There's yeah, no they way they got in. in. No. No. There's no way they got in, but they were frantic. I can't even. We were one of the last
4: people to get in. Yeah, we got up there at, like, um, I don't know, 945, Nine, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. And, like, they were freaking out because people were, like, blocking the walkways oh. and, like, not sitting in their seats and like sitting in the aisles. Yeah. Like we got chirped at a little bit. We did. Yeah, that did happen. We so we wanted to walk up closer to the stage and there was like a little empty room there because a the guy walked away and we stood there and there was a backpack there and he came up to us and he was like, oh, let me just like grab this. So I thought he was gonna go down and grab the bag, but he just stood in the spot and was like, haha, like uh, uh, whatever. He,
5: he went right behind Steven and then simultaneously a lady came up to us like, you can't stand there like it's yeah. I was like, well. I figured. And he was like, haha, you guys gotta go. I was like, what? Yeah. Like, what are they doing? He was just, he are was you just kidding. He was, was just not a nice, he was just not, it was just not a nice interaction. No, but if, if we're being honest, we actually got in a much better <laughs> spot. We did. Yeah. We did. Because we would have been screwed standing in the back right there. We wouldn't have been able to see, bad angle. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we got lucky with where we went. We did. I think. So we you're
1: did. you're in a media altercate not altercation confrontation oh. it, w- it wasn't the
5: biggest one though. no there was a few really
6: yeah screaming. we'll get
4: we'll get into that yeah, we we'll get into get that. that okay
1: so take me through it you guys walk in okay
4: so <laughs> <laughs> just take <laughs> me through everything okay so we walk in you know they have this big stage set up um couches on there like
5: i say it looks I like, d- like the ellen show it did kind of, yeah. it did
4: it was like a fully set up like stage environment and mm-hmm. like like, there's just crowds of people there. And big screen in the big, back. Big screens in the back. Um, it was,
5: like, completely – it was, like, a circle. Yeah. yeah it was a yeah. circle.
4: It was, like – a. It was, yeah, they had a horseshoe couch up there. Yeah. Um, they had, like, some people up front who were asking questions sitting up there. Um. Of course, they had, like, the – whatever you call them. Not bouncers, but, like – Security? Security, yeah. Like, yeah. fire marshals were up there. Yeah,
5: the fire marshals were there. Fire yeah. They were yeah. very... I'm trying cool. to, like, direct just make the sure... The Phoenix Fire Department. Yeah. Back ah. up, get on the yeah. wall. Yeah. Wow. It's
4: got they, I guess they got a saying code or something, but I don't know.
1: <laughs> now, I thought... I, I thought the Monday media scrums were crazy. Oh, my God, dude. This was more intense. Wow.
5: Mm-hmm. This, is, this is definitely more intense. Yes. Go. Okay,
4: so... Um, I don't know. They probably started like ten minutes late. Like oh, at than ten, that. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> it was, was like, like 10, ten ten. Okay, fine. Ten ten. 10 we'll call it. All right. Um, and so the the first people they brought out, um,
5: who was the girl who did the introduction? Um, AJ Acosta Ruiz. Oh yeah. Who we yeah. yeah, we interviewed her last yeah. year. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's cool. Um, she
4: started off the first two press conferences. Um, so the first three people they brought out, uh, were ASL interpreters. Oh, okay. Um, that's doing. Cool. They were doing the National Anthem, um,
5: America, the, America beautiful, the Beautiful, and, and then,
4: then um, it, it's like the black National Anthem yeah. that they're doing the now. Um, but yeah. Wait, it's so the first time they're ever doing it.
5: Three, p- It was three different people for the three different songs. Yeah, like oh, interpreters. Okay, yeah. okay,
1: okay. So yeah. they're actually doing those for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yes. so they'll be off to the side doing that. Yeah, the,
4: uh, okay. yeah which, is, which is cool. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so they, they kind of just asked them, like, what the song meant to them what was their favorite lyric from it and like m- most of the answers were about representation because that's like a common theme i've noticed throughout mm-hmm. is that yes. um representation for the super bowl is huge um, so they kind of just went into that um that was that was probably like 5 or 10 minutes that they were up there yeah. it wasn't it wasn't it was too good. long yeah it was good. and then they brought up the three performers for those songs um Chris Stapleton Babyface and
5: uh, Shirley. Shirley something. She was great, though. She like led she the whole
1: thing. Awesome. Really?
0: Yeah, I don't yeah.
5: remember her name, but she was awesome. No. school. I like Stapleton a lot.
0: Stapleton's yeah, great.
5: he was very short though. He, he didn't
0: was
1: really talk really? that much. Yeah, yeah.
5: Okay. But he's very nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah he, you yeah, know, yeah. just yeah. not long answers. Um. But yeah. The 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 lady that we're missing her name. She was great. Yeah. Shirley Shirley, Shirley something. Sure, Yeah. She's great. You'll see her at the Super Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so.
4: Um. But yeah, they kind of just asked them the same questions, like what does a song mean to you? Um, kind of like how their Super Bowl plans have changed because they're now in the Super Bowl. Yeah. So like what they would usually do. Um, they also asked like what their reaction was to getting the phone call. Yeah, okay. that's cool. Um, which was which was a pretty like I don't know uh, like I guess I never thought about yeah, that, that because that like because like they're big names, so they probably get stuff like this all the time. But like it's like the Super Bowl, and like they were, like when when I like got the call, I was like. They were like, man, like, this is 100 million people I'm going to be performing in front of. Like, this is like a crazy thing. And Chris Stapleton said, like, um, if he has never done the national yeah. anthem before, and he said, like, in a previous interview, press yeah. interview, um, he was like, the only way I'd do the national anthem if it was at the Super Bowl. Um, and now he's getting his chance to do it, and he's, like, he said he was pretty nervous. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah that was cool.
1: That because is interesting. he's like, oh, yeah. well, now it's happening, now yeah. I have
4: to do it, yeah. you know? That is interesting so cool. to
1: see, hear someone like him say he's nervous. He's pretty big. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It,
4: right. And, like, um, one of the questions from the crowd that I really liked was, like, if they're doing their own special, like, twist to the song. Yeah. And they all kind of had common answers with... Like they don't want to do the special- like a special twist because it could ruin the song, yeah, um and like I, when I heard that, I just remember like Fergie <laughs> <laughs> oh, <the laughs> like yeah. that that yeah. instantly yeah that instantly came into my mind, yeah. but they were like, um, you know we're gonna go up there and just sing it how we would sing it, not like a special thing, but just their personality, um kind of like displaying themselves through the song, which was which was a yeah. great answer, I thought yeah, because I all of them, yeah. um like that's kind of important to like be yourself on stage and like having your own voice be heard through like a very popular song so i don't know it was just it it was that those were some cool answers so
5: uh
1: uh, it was. So I want to hear about these media confrontations here. Okay. Oh, well, that well, happened well, okay. Yeah. yeah.
5: No, yeah. not Beyonce, dude. Uh, oh my God, Rihanna. Rihanna. That oh was God. crazy. Why did you say that? I say that? that Wait, was I've crazy. never done that. Crazy. Do I've never seen Steven Wait, this animated. He cannot I was, well, believe. Well, well, I was just thinking of Beyonce's song. Like, I was just little... oh my God, I can't believe we did that, dude. So embarrassing. Can we cut that out? No, <laughs> <laughs> we're
4: not cutting that because that is an epic mistake that you just <laughs> that made. Is. Wait, that why? Dude, that's
5: embarrassing. I'm embarrassed now. Wow. Wait, we've been talking about Rihanna all morning. I know we have. Because I was just thinking about Beyonce in my head. Like, what if it was Beyonce? I'm sorry. All right. So, okay. so, was Rihanna next, I guess?
4: Yeah. So, Rihanna came out, and they had a host from Apple Music um, come out and do that interview. I forgot her name as well. Nadeshka something. Yeah. There we go. Um, but it was kind of crazy because um, when we were waiting there before the show even started, um, Zane Lowe was in the crowd, which was a sight to see because he is, like, a, like one of the most famous um, interviewers for Apple Music. Uh, like I remember his one with Tyler the Creator was really good and um so yeah, it was just weird to see him there and then like at th- at the end of it all he immediately went on stage and like mm-hmm. stood for pictures which was which yeah. was interesting. Yeah. But um yeah, Rihanna's was really good. They it was more of a conversation than like um Q and A. Uh they kinda just talked about like her experience uh like being a mom and like how like, music has changed because of that and, like, how her career is changing. And um, they asked, like, if her work-life balance changed because um, Rihanna previously said, like, her work is her life and her life is her work. So she said, like, it's definitely changed because of that, which was kind of interesting because I guess you don't really think of think of that part. Because, yeah. um, like, you f- see, like, these famous singers and they're like, oh, like, they're just, like, they just go up there and sing, but, like, it's actually, like, all they do is there's a lot more work on music and like they actually have lives outside of (laughs) standing on stage and performing music and such but um yeah that how long was that interview probably like Uh, 20 minutes 20 minutes or so um it was good though she was great yeah they like asked her if there was going to be like a caribbean twist to her performance Mm. um showing like more representation on her side and she said she's probably thinking about it but um i guess right now they're on their 39th set list oh my god um, 39th? 39th, ninth yeah Rihanna was saying like it's taking that's like the most challenging part of the whole thing because she'll like listen to it and be like, oh she doesn't like one part of it so it's like a whole new set list wow. and like everything is changing and it's kind of kind of kind of crazy that they don't have like like that set yeah. yet because I feel like that's like the most like crucial thing to that yeah. kind of performance is yeah. having the set list and all but um Yeah, after the interview, they like walked away for like two minutes and came back on stage so we can all take pictures of them. And And that was that's that's when. Uh, Okay. Because like behind the audience, there was a big like another stage, I guess, full of the platform. Yeah, the platform. Oh, like the cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so as soon as like the photo op happened, um, there were like people up front, like like literally their cameras were at eye level. And as soon as they went above, (laughs) the people in the back were like, "Hey, sit down in front, like get lower, like." All no of, one, sit down. Yeah, yeah, like all of the screaming and like, it was just it was just wild and we were just standing there like in the bag, like yeah, yeah. well <laughs> with so our there was, iPhones yeah so
5: there's two things so one at the at the beginning they said right when it was starting they went up up and down the rows mm-hmm. like eye level eye level eye level I was like god that makes sense me and Steven are standing in the back so we are like you know all the way up, up. Yeah, yeah. yeah um so it didn't matter for us um but yeah man like. It was serious. It, like it was the real was deal. Like, it was legit screaming as like, you know, Rihanna's just like, you know, posing and going back and forth. And yeah. Like, Sit down. Yeah. You know, put your camera. Like you'll get
4: the additional like hype up for it, and then like you'll hear like a screaming match, <laughs> and then they're like, yeah. "Go Rihanna, go!" And then it's like, "Sit <laughs> down, like." <laughs> yeah, yeah, so,
5: like, so they like, it, they yeah, like encourage
1: like, the artists to like do things. Yeah,
4: well, uh, like a few did. Just like well, I
1: mean,
5: yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's like part of it's like part of the photo op. Like it's like a hype up. Wow, you know? that's so cool. Now it makes me wonder, like, other pictures I've seen done before. That's what I'm saying. You know, like, yeah. Does that happen all the time? Like, well, like, well, like, yeah, I I'd I guess. I totally think so. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I just never, never sure crossed it's a my mind before today. I'm sure it's a common thing. Yeah, I guess. Oh, it was I just l- awesome to, to be there. And it yeah. sounded like the same guy for the most part. Oh, yeah. So, to me.
4: I wonder if there was, like, a person specifically dedicated for crowd control. Imagine that. Like, just job. standing there he's like, yo, dude.
5: <laughs> that would be great. Today's, <laughs> the, day.
1: Today's the big day. My press, my press conference, I have to get down and tell them I love them. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, get up look. in their face. I'm sh- so fascinated this week. Started by Monday. The, me- the whole media, like, you know, like fights and stuff. Yeah. We didn't really that's get awesome. that last year. Mm-hmm. No. We didn't get it because the, the press conferences weren't a thing, media no. night wasn't a thing. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. That's but so cool. uh cool. Where does that rank with, like, people you've seen, Steven?
4: Um, I don't know. Like, that was just a totally different environment. Like, I feel like if it was just, like, a regular, like, media conference with just, like, people coming in, like, it would be totally different because it was very professional. Yeah. Like, no one got up to, like, clap or, like, cheer or hoot and holler. Um, But, like, at a concert, it, like, it's totally different. And, like, seeing... Like, artists, for example, like, going to merch tables after, like, you see, like, a swarm of people just running up to them and, like... But I think just because, like, the multitude that, like, Rihanna holds in her name, that was probably, like, the biggest person. Because, like, I mean, I've seen, like, Tyler the Creator perform and, like, that was the biggest probably... Um,
1: but I think Rihanna just she's been around for longer. Like yeah, that's a that's massive. Yeah. Band, and yeah, and and also in the setting, like you mentioned, the setting—it's not a yeah. concert. It's just you're pretty. Uh, it was a lot of people in there, but pretty small in right. general. You're not yeah. in a stadium.
4: Yeah, it's it's very like it's very intimate and personal, um, which was good. And it's also crazy to think that her last performance and her last album was seven years ago. Yeah, I, that's that's uh, so. That's crazy. it's she's pulling like a Frank Ocean here with like coming out of the coming out of hiding. Yeah. And, like, because he's going to Coachella for the first time since 2016. And, like, that I, that's what I feel like this is. Like, she's she's coming out of hiding to perform to 100 million people. Like,
1: See, that's yeah. the thing. When you're that big, you can do that. So, like, yeah. like, like Jay-Z can pull something like that. Like, oh, yeah. People oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, which I think is fascinating. Yeah. Ocean, you had a really good point there. No, yeah. got to ask, we didn't know how this was going to be set up when we went. Mm-hmm. You said you had a question if you had a chance. Yeah. For Rihanna. Yeah. Do you want to let us know what yeah. The question Yeah.
4: Okay. Like? So, um... The new Black Panther movie came out, yeah. like, I don't know, a few months ago. And when the first one came out, the soundtrack for it was amazing. Like, it had, like, Travis Scott on it. Like, it's Is still... The Lamar one, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's still, like, a popular, like, thing to listen to. And the first song on the album was from Rihanna. And so I wanted to ask her, like, what what did it mean to you to be on the album? Because it's a very, like, cultural, significant movie. Very. And, like so i just and like like just hearing her speak about like um like diversity and like inclusion and all of that like i just wanted to hear her thoughts about like what it meant to her to kind of do that Let's go. because um like a w- like a while ago Childish gambino released like a hour film about like his new um i don't even know he released like two songs and he made like a film out of it uh like based in the caribbean and rihanna was in it And, like, I just didn't know, like, if it spanned from that or anything. So I just kind of wanted to ask her, like, what that was all about. So um, I don't know. Maybe I'll get it the chance some other time in some Hopefully other it. world, yeah. some Hopefully other that's life. That's a great question. Very thoughtful. Yeah. yeah. yeah
1: thank, guys, thank you so much for going up there and bring, reporting oh back to cool. us. Of course. You guys had a great time. Of course, a unique yeah. thing you have to take part in. Uh, yeah. yeah.
5: Glad you got to report on it. So thank you, guys. It was thanks, Stephen for letting yeah. yeah. come up with them and being there. Thank you, favorite. Tom. Yeah, he was so. He oh, no way. Dude, <laughs> it didn't post. <laughs> no. It didn't post. Oh, no. Why?
4: I, don't, I think the service was just really bad up there, but I went on my B-Real to see if anyone reacted to it, and I got there's nothing there.
1: That's brutal. I'm sorry. That's but all right. I'm glad you got the experience yeah it, it was so great it yeah. was great thank Steven, you thank you so much for joining thank us you. trying to get you on again this yeah. week you've been yeah. awesome this week editing and everything and uh, if we go to commercial we'll re- real quick we'll be back with more content you're listening to the wild card on the buzz 88.3
6: the buzz
0: beautiful morning
1: The Bonaventure, established in 1926, is a weekly print and digital publication. Check out our website at www.thebvnewspaper.com or pick us up on campus and locally to keep track of the latest Bonaventure news, including sports, features, and opinion sections. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The BV Newspaper to stay informed on day-to-day life.
5: Fusion on Main is Allegheny's most modern bar and restaurant in town. Located at 115 West Main, Fusion offers a fine variety of appetizers and entrees, as well as a stocked drink menu. Mary and Aaron are constantly offering new daily specials which can be enjoyed while watching the Bonnies this season on the three TVs behind the bar. You can check out Fusion on Main for a great night out with friends. You must be 21 or older to consume alcoholic beverages.
1: Welcome back here to The Wild Card live from Phoenix. Just uh, had Steven and Tom on for an amazing you know, talk about the uh, Rihanna press conference. What a time that was they had. The media scrum fights, couldn't hold the camera above the head, getting clowned for having their position taken. Scrum. <laughs> Solomon loves the scrums. Uh, that was really fascinating. I, I, was, I do wish I was able to uh, attend uh, You know, Rihanna, obviously a massive name, but I had other good things to do. Along with Tyler here, we talked to uh, former NFL running back Rashad Jennings. Yeah,
7: man, that was a great interview. Rashad, super down-to-earth guy, loves the game. You know, what I really liked about that interview is that he was really a student of the game. You know, he you know, looked up to a lot of these guys growing up and then gets to the NFL. He's playing behind Maurice Jones-Drew and then Darren McFadden, and then he gets his shot with the Giants and makes the most of it. So you know, that, that's a guy who, you know, going from a seventh round draft pick to, to a start in the NFL, it's it's not an easy task, especially at the running back position. So really great interview and I loved
1: hearing his story. No, and you know, he'll Talk about some of that coming from a seventh rounder all the way to a starter. I mean, he was a seven-year player, I believe, in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Had a pretty good career. I remember him very well. So here's our interview with uh, former NFL running back and current fan-controlled football player Rashad Jennings. Welcome back to WSBU 88.3 The Buzz. We are joined by a very special guest, uh, former NFL running back, uh, season 23 winner of Dancing with the Stars, and current fan-controlled football player Rashad Jennings. Rashad, welcome in, man.
0: Man, how's it going? Very,
1: very good. Having a good time out here in Phoenix so far?
0: Yes, absolutely. Get to chance to see, you know, some old faces. Yeah. This ain't nothing but a uh, big playground for a bunch of the guys to come out and uh, swing on the swing sets, man. I was say, most <laughs> most of
1: it's friendly interactions, right? I mean, you're, yeah. you're cool with everyone? Yeah. That's cool. Um, I just want to start. Um, I'm actually from Richmond, Virginia. So you kind of grew up near me in Forest, which is out near Bedford, yeah. right? Yeah. And then uh, I wanted to start out, you went to Liberty. So you stuck around near home. Well, first you went to Pittsburgh and then came back, back to Liberty. Can you just talk about uh, Liberty being around home and then having your jersey retired a couple of years ago?
0: And it's so humbling. Um, you know, I, I honestly, I, I'm, I'm still – and all that I got my jersey retired, nobody would be able to wear number 23 with the, with the uh, Liberty Flames ever again. That's um, a special monument moment for me, personally, I know in my history and background. So uh, definitely honored to be in the Hall of Fame of Liberty University. And it, it just goes to show for myself, you know, you keep doing what's right, it'll, it'll come back full circle because Liberty was a small, when I transferred there, they were 1 in 10. Wow, and uh, I knew it seemed like a dumb decision at the time while I transferred, but it was for family reasons, and uh, God have him back.
1: And then they have kind of really excelled as a program over the past couple of years. They came to FBS a couple of years ago. Do you still follow with them? I know that a couple of years ago they've had some success versus Virginia Tech, which I'm sure is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, man. Um, I, you know, I was good to see Malik mm-hmm. get a shot to get drafted. Uh, hopefully, he gets uh, a good off season under him, and I really compete for a spot next year. Uh, I keep up with all the guys. They come out whenever I go back home. My house actually is like ten fifteen minutes from Liberty, so That's I always cool. go over there, train with the guys, talk trash, and you know, live it up.
1: That's pretty good. That's pretty good to be well welcomed like that, especially when you had such a great career. And then you went off to play uh, quite a few years in the NFL, a couple different teams. But I know when at the time on the Giants, you actually came back and played Washington quite a bit. Uh, was that ever something special for you, Washington being uh, fairly close, a couple hours from from home?
0: Yeah, it was the most packed out for me I, I got hit up for the most tickets those games <laughs> uh, my mom actually was the biggest at the time Redskins fan which now the commanders uh, so it was uh she had to wear two jerseys oh, that's you cool. know, <laughs> type of vibe but it was always cool, always cool to play near home see the faces that you grew up with uh, come out and support you yeah.
7: now Rashad when you were drafted you know way, way down the line the seventh round pick you know about 12 picks away from, 16 picks away from, from Mr. Irrelevant. And that, that seventh round in 09 was stacked. You had you, uh, Captain Munderland, Pat McAfee was over there, and Mr. Irrelevant actually was Ryan's suck-up kicker for the Bucks right now. Do you guys ever keep in touch and or, or, or talk about, you know, being those guys low on the totem pole that ended up making a lot, a big career out of themselves?
0: Yeah, that, that particular 7th round draft class was stacked. Most of the time, 7th rounders don't pan out at mm-hmm. all. Usually, free agents pan out more than 7th rounders. Yeah. Uh, so, it is a small, small class. But, yeah, we see each other. We see each other. I actually got, whenever I, get, I got drafted, 7th round, um, a guy, uh, Ta- uh, Taquan Underwood, he played wide receiver with the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was 7th rounder. So, me and him both got dice. And uh, we we locked the dice at 7, and we always walked around the locker room with it. And so anytime we see each other, we just act like we're rolling dice so we know (laughs) what we're talking about. Yeah, you you got little codes with each other across the the waves.
7: Definitely. And, you know, you spent a lot of time uh, early on in your career backing up some some really talented athletic running backs like MJD and and, um, Darren McFadden in Oakland. What was it kind of like learning from them, and and what things did you take from them that helped you when you were eventually a full-time starter in New York?
0: Yeah, I learned a lot from Maurice. Maurice is a, he's a true student of the game. Um, that wasn't ever talked about, about Maurice. All The thing you hear is about this little short butterball that runs through walls. <laughs> but uh, Maurice, honestly, was a student of the game. I watched how he prepared. Um, you know, Maurice is a competitor, though. Yeah. So I ain't going to say he, he necessarily uh, was helping me out a lot with the playbook. But I tell you what, he helped me simply by allowing me to watch. I watched everything he did and emulated a lot um, until I could find and put my own wave in it. And uh, same thing when I went to the Raiders. Darren um, McFadden, phenomenal, phenomenal athlete. Mm-hmm. Um, but when he went down, I got my shot, and uh, we moved on, uh, on without him
7: absolutely and then you, you make the move to new york you're a full-time starter uh, in the 2014 15 and 16 seasons and so kind of talk about you know playing in new york in front of that crazy giants fan base There, it's uber critical you're under a big microscope over there was that a lot, a lot different than the other markets that you played in previously in new york yeah. yeah you're under the
0: microscope of everything it's the mecca so anything you do can and will be held against you uh both good and bad though so shout out to new york man i love new york They'll let you know when you're winning and they let you know when you're losing, too. But it's, it, it comes – it's part of the business. It's part of the game, um, and I appreciate that.
1: I want to touch on MJD. I think he's great in the media. I think he works for NFL right now. Yeah. I see him sometimes. I think it's cool because when I was younger, I saw him, and I think he's pretty good. So I want to see people make that transition.
0: Yeah, can't say you look up to Maurice, though. He's too short. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um. Rashad, I wanted to ask you, when you came in in 09, the league was a lot different then. A lot more running base still. Um, and, over, and you were kind of in the era when it's really changed over to more passing. And, you, you know, you saw a lot of that. What do you think about the current state of the NFL and against Wade when you came in in 09? I
0: asked that again, sorry.
1: So the current state of, like, the passing league as Gosh. when you came in.
0: Yeah, it's a different... Uh, it's predominantly pass. They're trying to get it that way. But if you look at who's won the Super Bowl in the last decades, it's always the team that has the most rushing yards. Uh, you can't get away from it. It's, it's sex sells, unfortunately. That's just the kind of perversion of the world we live in, right? And uh, what's sexy is passing the football. So that's selling tickets. So they need to make the rules predicated and dedicated towards passing the football so they can keep raising a stock. Not mad at it at all. It is what it is. You know, I'm not mad at paying taxes. I pay my taxes keep it going. I just understand that's what it is, right? And so, um, but one thing we all understand, truly, um, if we want to uh, make a nation better, it starts off with communities. We know that. Mm-hmm. We actually know that. And if we, we understand, too, if you want to win a football game, you have to be able to run the ball. We know that, too. Yep. But what do we talk about? Pass game. So it is what it is. It's going to continue to be that way. But the people that's inside the walls, the very few, the 1,600 guys that play in the NFL annually that really know the game, play the game, knows that's how you win the game.
1: And I was going to follow that up because the Eagles had four rushing touchdowns in the NFC Championship game. I know it's the Eagles, but pretty impressed by that. Do you think that really carries over to the Super Bowl this weekend?
0: It got a shot, too. Um, They put a spanking on them 49ers big time, Uh, obviously, you know. It's unfortunate for the 49ers not get a chance to really perform with their top quarterbacks. Uh, one of them, one of the three, <laughs> you know, they went all the way down to, to finding a fourth and, and throwing a ball with a running back that just got over there. And uh, so uh, it's unfortunate for them, but they, they really, they put a spanking on the 49ers. And so I think that's Mike can carry over, but. Listen, there's a cheat code in Kansas City, and that's the combination. It's not one player. It's literally the combination of Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, and Travis Kelsey. If you take one of those individuals and place them on a different team, I do not think you see what they are today. It's a combination, Um, and uh, they're a bowling ball.
7: Absolutely, and I want want to sway away from football before – you know, we we wrap up and ask you the you know the big question of, of the week. But you know, you have had quite a career for yourself following your retirement from the NFL. Obviously, the winner of Dancing with the Stars season 23. But I, I want to I sway away from that because I know a ton of people probably ask you about that experience. You were on a, a bunch of other programming, you know, game shows, got guys, groceries, games, power. What would you say was your your most enjoyable experience outside uh, besides Dancing with the Stars when you're talking about programming away from football?
0: Um, man, I've done so much. I, you know, one of the uh, most humbling things outside of Dancing with the Stars probably was being the 2016 commencement speaker at my university. I, I spoke the same exact time that I spoke to my university, a slew of amazing, uh, iconic people were giving a speech to. Denzel Washington gave a speech at the same time. Um... Uh, barack obama was giving a speech at the same time i did like it it literally the same day the same time and so it was cool to know my voice was in the airwaves of trying to influence the next generation of scholars
1: that's cool and uh finally you know you've recently played in fan-controlled football this past season um thoughts about that i mean it seems pretty cool
0: yeah it is it's a blast shoot if you like fantasy football do it it's that simple it ain't no way around it now I'm in there talking trash all the time. <laughs> so if you run across me having to play against me, you're gonna know I'm talking crap.
7: <laughs> what do you think makes it so? Like, what do you think makes fan control football so unique and and uh, something that could last for the next you know couple of years and, and expand even more?
0: Um, what makes it unique is I, I, I would say the way that they got it structured mm-hmm. um, because the game is the game, right? Right. What, what makes the NFL so unique versus? Um, you know, other 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 styles of football and play. It's just simply to set up in the way that of, that they have in front of them.
1: Uh, Rashad, final question, who wins this, this Sunday?
0: Whoever has the most points.
1: Well said. Thanks, Rashad. Appreciate you joining us. Appreciate
0: Absolutely. Guys,
1: Jim's Park and Shop is a family-owned grocery store with all of your everyday needs and more. Jim's Park and Shop has an array of unique items, including Jim's Picks, which includes products that you can't find anywhere else in the Olean area. If you haven't tried them out already, one of their two-foot subs is a popular hit. You can check out some of their selection and get deli delivery to your door online at jimsparkandshop.com or visit the store on Front Street near Olean General Hospital.
2: Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Dak Prescott and you're listening to 88.3 The Bus. Uh, uh,
5: South Beach.
1: Bonner responds, a Saint Bonaventure's student volunteer relief fund. Bonner responds was founded in 2006 when a group of students made the trip to the Gulf Coast to help with Hurricane Katrina relief, and has helped thousands in the community since. They are always looking for volunteers, and are planning a trip to Florida over winter and spring break this year to assist with hurricane relief. You can learn more from Dr. Jim Mahar in the School of Business, or at BonnerResponds.org. Welcome back here to the Wild Card. It is getting late in the day, um, and we are wrapping up on Thursday here at Radio Row. Just 24 hours to go. You know, I might actually miss this place when I leave. I could step out for the very last time. It'll be my senior day, <laughs> along with maybe Tom. We'll see. We'll see. We'll, well see. Uh, yeah. What was that? I'm a senior. Mm-hmm. I'm done? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah you are a senior. I mean, you, you could be back here one day. All well, right, you're
3: the sports media guy. I mean, Carter is the business guy. Who knows if... Uh, you know what if, and when y'all will be back on Radio Rose,
1: yeah. So we got to just absorb every moment. Come back and represent your company or something. You know, very true. Um, yeah, that's true. Maybe I'll walk around with the, you know, like the the first star logistics that um that uh Malik Malik is writing or walking around with. I'll just walk around with uh, whatever the heck I work for and ask random questions. And <laughs> anyways, um, I'm bringing Solomon on here, um. Quite frankly, Solomon said, I'm getting on the wild card. I want to it, get wild. It's time to
3: get wild on the wild card. You know, <laughs> so here we are. It's almost, uh, you know, we're, all, we're pushing 9 o'clock on the East Coast, you know, Thursday. Why not get wild on the wild card?
1: Okay, so it's like happy hour almost, sure. at least out here.
3: Um, talk about your day, Nathan. What did you do? What was your favorite part? Um, It's been a good day. We've had the most interviews I think we've had um, all week today, so that's been fun. Um." Most of them have been in the afternoon, so kind of running around, kind of frantic, but a good frantic, though. So um, I don't know if I have a, a, a moment in particular that's yeah. my favorite, but, um, I don't know, just, just talking to people. I mean, like, whether it's, you know... Somebody on an interview or somebody that you just kind of run into that you know you already know, and, and just to kind of you know reconnect with them. So, I, I I think that's been a cool thing for me. Just I've just ran into a lot of people that I didn't that I knew mm-hmm. that I didn't really realize were going to be out here on Radio Row. Yeah. So, I, I think so that doesn't really fully answer your question, but I think over th- this whole week, just kind of connecting with
1: people I didn't necessarily expect that would be out here. No, that's that's a very good point. I mean, you know, when you're in the media world, you never know when you cross paths with somebody, yeah, so exactly. pretty cool, especially when you work across the country like that. Were you stressed at all today? Um, not really. Yes, Liar. you That's were. That's
3: such a lie. That's Let's such waiting a lie. Let's wait for that. Come on.
5: On Thursday. the record,
1: no. Off the record, yes.
5: Yeah, come on. <laughs> it's
1: okay. So S- Thursday seems to be one of the stressful days. <laughs> I was very stressed last Thursday. L- uh, last year. I don't, I don't I mean, remember We why. did one, two, three, four, five, six, seven interviews. You know, and we had three shows to put together. I
3: don't remember why you were stressed last Thursday.
1: But <laughs> I think it was just I had so much to put together. Get together and, w- and get out. And we were on air an hour
3: earlier every every um, yeah. That's every a, day that, last that year because be it. It
1: we're in mountain time. That could be part of it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's been a good time though.
3: Tom um, looks really confused. No, you're right. Yeah, we're in last year Pacific time because it was well, California. I know, but you should wear. It. I guess you're right. I probably I did not wear it great, but we're yeah, now. Th- I, I understand. But it's it's an hour
1: an hour later this year, an hour earlier last year. Yeah. yeah. I got hypothetical here. Okay. For Nathan, Rihanna is walking through Radio Row. She comes up. I want to interview here. But Kyle Larson's on in two minutes. What are you doing? Larson. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? Are you choosing Larson? Of course. Wow. I, I, I,
3: I got to stick with my uh, my NASCAR guns. Stutz is just,
1: un- you can't believe it. Over, <laughs> <the> <laughs> He's appalled. He, he doesn't want to have a bad look for the podium finish. <laughs> <you know? laughs> Come on, man. He does this <laughs> like a press conference answer, but everyone knows yeah. like it's the opposite
5: don't know what Tyler's saying. Hey. He's by he's the way. across the room. We can't hear him. Um, by the way. Oh, he said, uh, ask him to name a Rihanna song. Ha! Can't hear Come uh, on. Um, I will say Rob Gronkowski.
1: His favorite was Diamonds, and he sang the chorus to it. Oh,
3: does, does Rihanna do that song with Paul
5: McCartney? Yes. I don't I know know think it I've had Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> I know that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 45 Steven. seconds. Steven. And also Kanye West. Steven's been asking me to sing on air all day. Do you think I should do it now? Yeah, he's been asking this thing. I'm apparently
3: uncultured because I only listen to country music, so <laughs> I, I guess that's what we learned. Oh, you miss Stapleton? Yeah, Chris I know, but uh, you know, we we were out here doing uh, we we're doing an interview. I think I forgot who we were interviewing, but um, but no, I'm a don't say that. Um, <laughs> ra- I, oh, I'm, I, I just forgot the timing of it. that. That's better. Um, I don't know. I I'm a country guy. I'm from the middle of nowhere. I don't know. Just par for the course, I guess. From you Ithaca. Know. Ithaca. I don't <laughs> so live in I don't, like you're from. Well, no, I don't live in Ithaca. Not, not I'm from Topeka. I, mean, I, mean, I you, know. well, you did drive by his. P-
1: yeah, you are from kind of the middle of nowhere.
3: I mean, I right? don't live like in the city of Ithaca or in oh, the know. city of Cortland. Like, I mean, I live in between, which is in the middle of like nowhere. Like I mean, yeah, like, like there, you go up the road and there's some farms up there, and you know, and yeah, bunch of two lane roads. Your first
1: choice school was Miami. Maryland. Yeah, uh, yeah, but you also bought the Miami. Could you imagine? Ah, That would be amazing. Imagine Sally at Miami, Georgia. I you know, we're at Georgia. I you want yeah, to do the whole one. That is something. You know what I can't imagine? Solomon at Miami, but I can't imagine them
5: here. Yeah. That's this a good point. Never been See, here. No.
1: Me anded-
3: me ending up here was the best thing that could have happened. Well, there you go. Oh,
5: that's inspirational. What what Smithy say they uh you know, bought a big oh. small school of a Big brand? Or small <laughs> small school, big image. Or something no, oh, okay. it's, it's, it's true though. It, it really is. is no, true. It. no, it's it very true. Because it's true. It the actual time
3: Actually, though, t- though, today, small <laughs> school, small school, big identity. Uh, today alone, yeah. though, we <laughs> oh, talked to so on. many people that that um we just told them you know we're from Bonnie and they're like oh yeah the Bonnies I know them yeah so, that's true
1: like big like it's pretty big names too so that that's always awesome here um oh man Shannon Sharp was walking on the day that was cool I I don't usually He's I haven't really freaked out about people but his presence you can feel it I thought it was great. Uncle, baby. Um, he's, he's great. Uh, also, Stephen A. had the biggest entourage that's today. Cr- yeah, that's which crazy, doesn't make right? any sense. Do you see the freaking um, uh, Subway thing they were carrying yeah, around? He yeah, he was doing something with Subway. I don't know why. I, it got me really hungry,
3: though. I really wanted a Subway-Subway. Well, well, there you go. It worked. I'm sure you wouldn't go I got wanted that right? steak
5: and cheese from the Subway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, no, he did have the largest crew. Like, Joe Montana's walking around with two people. I know. You know, and, well, well, and Stephen A. had Stephen like A. had 20, yeah, 50.
1: Yeah. And literally right when Stephen A. walked by, J.J. J. J. Watt, Great yeah, player. That was all the awesome. other way with two people. That was
5: awesome. That was awesome. Yeah, we, me, me and Kerwin, you know, we do our walks around here at Radio Row, and we were watching them, like, walk out the door, like, yeah, like we oh, don't so get it. so fascinated you know? by Stephen Ace. And we don't get it. And as we're looking to our right, JJY comes right up behind him. He's texting phone and he almost walked into you. Yeah, he did. And uh, it's, you know, him and two people, and it's just like, no one bats an I. I know. Like, oh, Amazing. So That's one it's of the best defensive players. Meanwhile,
3: there. two MLB players
1: are just representing themselves.
5: Yeah, I was like, hey, Vinny, hey, what are you doing here? I you know, came here for fun. Oh, okay. That was pretty cool. I'm glad to I home. still
1: think the coolest thing, Vinny's literally from right beside
5: yeah. me. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Was He plays cool. for
5: the Royals, was hanging out with the W we'll down the... Down unbelievable. The we'll see,
1: now now I feel bad
5: that I didn't know him, though. I feel yeah, bad. he looked life. at your... He got your name. Yeah. He was like, oh, maybe, He's I don't know. He's probably not going to know me. No. Well, who would? But yeah, I don't know. Maybe, you're like, maybe a brother or something. Maybe you thought you played baseball? Yeah, yeah, that's true. I could. I mean, uh, actually I was going to say, if you look like a baseball player, that's I uh, know, I've gotten that before. I just
1: don't have the body for it. Maybe I, don't I, I, I don't know, whatever. I don't know. Um, I lacrosse? Uh, I played one season of lacrosse, oh awful, God. got forced to do it. But. What would you play? Midfielder. Midfield? Uh, I just wasn't my thing. Um, I wish I always wish I played football a little bit. Uh, well, I really wish I played soccer. Can't really play both of those
5: uh, I wish now in New York you could play uh, uh, two sports at once. Finally, or, or you can't do that, uh, it, it depended no, like in the same season. Yeah, uh, no, and I, mean. I was thinking during during uh, not not COVID year, but it was like 20 to 21 or whatever in high school, they waited to play uh, soccer until the spring, hmm. and you they still played football in the fall. And I was like, if I was in high school then, like I would have played football, football. that year and then played soccer, but I was not a kicker. Okay, no, I kinda played. But that would have oh. been so cool, man. Like, imagine there, there's a kid, I forgot what my dad said, but, like, in the local area that plays both football and, or it depends on the section, that's what it is. Um, but he plays both football and soccer. So every Friday he goes and kicks. Mm. And then the soccer games are on Saturday. Like, it's cool, you know? Hmm. Go figure. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah,
1: I'd, I, I could never be a kicker. I, it wouldn't be my thing. But, um, Actually, yeah, I'd be a
5: punter. Think I think being a kicker like would actually be really electric
3: because, y- like, you're, like, the most impactful player in the game, could and be? you only have to play, like, five snaps a game. <laughs> that
1: is interesting. I mean, I, mean I, the, I would the say most impactful, but one you, you of usually do more. decide the outcome. So, I don't know. That could that could, yeah. that could very well. Well, yeah, if if, if if you come into the game and you miss two kicks, chances are you're not going to win the game. Yeah. Especially yeah. with how small the, you know, the spreads are usually in the NFL. It's yeah. typically high very school small.
5: Especially. High school especially. I yeah. mean, my high school state championship game, they lost uh, – Forty-nine, forty-six, kicker missed three extra points. Oh like, God I mean, come Jesus. on, Jesus! And, and essentially,
3: yeah. your your only job is to come in and score. I mean, uh, unless you're doing like the kickoff, but like uh, otherwise, any other time you're in Small the game, mistake, you are like in, yeah.
5: you're in to score points. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's over if you mess up.
1: So, <laughs> another uh, another personality with a big presence here, Deion Sanders. Yeah, uh, Coach Prime. Coach Prime pulled up. I actually never saw him. I mean, I, I yeah, I take, us that he didn't either. I take
3: your guys' word for it, but I I never
1: never well, saw I'm him though. Flying. <laughs> yeah. No. Why? <laughs> <definitely> okay. <not. laughs> well. I, I mean, uh, <laughs> (laughs) actually just about bumped shoulders with Bradley Chubb of the Miami Dolphins formerly of the Broncos ran into Von Miller I thought was pretty cool saw him here Uh, Micah Parsons was here I saw one quick glimpse of Dak didn't really get to go over and see him he was over at sleep number yeah I think that's the only thing I think that's really the only place he's at today I didn't really see him out on the main floor at all no Ian Uh, Hutchinson had a big crew Hutchinson did have a big crew he is he did last year as well and that was before he
5: was even drafted
1: his crew and Stephen A's crew actually kind of went I wouldn't say went at it but The Hutchinson was interviewing Stephen A's crew was trying to get through, and they couldn't, so they had to go around behind all the sets, and I I don't think that went over well. But it was just like standoff,
5: yeah, because they couldn't get through because they were where they were shooting. They weren't happy about that. With Kyle Larson's crew was trying to get through Stephen A. You know, do you think? The one guy he was with would walk around. <laughs> 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 two. Okay, there's two. Uh, T-, T Higgins was walking around. Um I'm trying Th- to think of who i I think was.
1: Jamar was here again today. Yeah, Jamar, Jamar was. here. I saw yeah, him yeah, at some Tyler. point. I was Jamar was here. Justin Fields, Fields was here.
5: Yeah, Justin Fields was here. people. Wasn't Jamar him. here? No, I definitely you know, saw no, Jamar Jamar was, was, Jamar was here too. I thought we were talking about Jamar. He was here. Justin Jefferson was here too though. They were both. Oh, I did not see J. Jefferson. I didn't either. J. Judges is better, by the way. Uh, that's fine with me. Yeah. Jay J- Jettis uh, is
1: the best wide receiver in the league this year.
5: Yeah, you could have stopped after Very best well. wide receiver could be.
1: by, by this point, of course, Radio Row has cleared out. But we did actually grab another interview. Uh, Nate, you talked to Clay Harbor. We did. Tyler Smith and I spoke with
3: Clay Harbor, uh, a former NFL tight end. As it, I, I don't know, kind of a, a, a little theme today, tight ends. A lot of tight ends coming into the program today. Adam Brenneman earlier on as well. So um, talked with him a little early earlier so we'll uh, roll that right now awesome
7: welcome back to wsbu 88.3 the buzz you are listening to the wild card and joining us now is a very special guest former nfl tight end and contestant on the bachelor (laughs) at and bachelor in paradise a very handsome looking guy sitting next to me clay harbor clay how you doing
8: I'm doing great, man. It's good to be on Radio Row. It's good to be at the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, I could never play in one of these things, but I've I've been to a couple of them. You can just feel that energy, the big game coming up, and you know we're all excited to see it, you know, and see what happens.
7: Absolutely, and and you know, Phoenix is really a hot place right now. We got you know with the waste management open. We got you know Radio Row. Kevin Durant's now at Phoenix Sun. How are you enjoying your time out in Arizona this week?
8: Dang, I forgot. Yeah, Kevin Durant is coming to Phoenix too. Yep. No, it's been a crazy week out here, but I love it, man. I've been able to see some old teammates, been able to network with a lot of guys. It's been a lot of fun, man. It's been been able to see some old old, old guys, and then just the build up to the game. You know, just f- hearing all the storylines that everybody's coming up with, and really promoting the Super Bowl has been amazing, and uh, just building that excitement. I can't wait till Sunday to see what happens and you know like you said phoenix is is electric right now and you go out here in the city and you can just feel it you can feel the energy and it just keeps building up and, and i think you know tomorrow's going to be even more saturday is going to be even more and then sunday is just going to be that big release
7: oh definitely and you know in addition to your, your pro career and in your reality tv career you're actually also the host of believe in jaguars uh, for the belief podcast network now the chiefs who were playing on sunday they had to, s- to step in the way of the jags on the road here now can you kind of talk about you know what, what happened there and what what, what do you think that tre- you, what do you see from Trevor Lawrence as he progressed and made that first playoff run? And what can he take uh, with that roster into next season for uh, a, a, a progress a pro- for progression? Excuse me.
8: And a lot of things. Uh, Trevor Lawrence did an amazing job. You know, he started the season a little slow. They were only the third team in NFL history to start a year three and eight and make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They came back from the third largest deficit in playoff history to win a playoff game. This is a team that has resilience. That's the one thing you could say about him. Trevor Lawrence played great. Down the stretch, he was a top five quarterback after the second half of the season. So Trevor Lawrence is your guy. You brought in Travis Etienne. To me, he's a top five running back. Travis Etienne missed all last year with the Liz Frank injury. Came back this year, averaged over five five yards a carry, over 1,000 yards this year. He can catch the ball in the backfield and run. Big weapon for, for Trevor. Then you got the signing of Christian Kirk and Zay Jones great signings. They got a lot of heat for signing Christian Kirk to such a big deal. Guess what? He earned every dollar. 1,200 yards, eight touchdowns. Zay Jones earned every dollar. Brandon Sheriff, big deal. Earned his money. The big signings on defense. You know, Foyer Fo- Fo- Aluluken led the NFL in tackles. Folo Fatakasi did a great job of stopping the run down the stretch. Mm-hmm. This team is set up to be even better next year and I think with Doug Peterson th- at the at the helm, Driving the ship. I mean, they, they're going to win the AFC South for several years to come.
7: I, I absolutely agree. And Doug Peterson, obviously Super Bowl champ, uh, with Philly, who's uh, who'll also be playing on Sunday. And you actually spent you were actually drafted by Philadelphia. So, kind of talk about your time there and and what what was the culture like? Because Andy Reid was still there
8: when you were drafted, correct? Yeah, Andy Reid was the coach that drafted me in Philly. I you know I got to be coached by him for for three years out there in Philly. And um, great guy, great coach, just an unbelievable offensive mind. The guy is just super intelligent. He's gonna have a plan. You know, I'm worried about the Chiefs with this offensive tackle, you know, Andrew Wiley versus Ton Reddick, but Andy Reid's got a plan for this defensive line. You know, he's got something up his sleeve. He's gonna, gonna screen the Eagles. He's gonna run the ball. He's gonna find a way to to really you know help out this O line so they can they can win stay in this game. Now, I'm picking the Eagles, but I think the Chiefs are going to keep it close, and it's going to be coin flip down the stretch.
3: Now, Clay, the NFL landscape is changing every single year. I'm curious, since you've been out of the league, how have you seen the entire you know, scape of, of the NFL change?
8: It's, yeah, it's obviously become more of a, of a passing league, and they've, they've changed some rules to you know, help, uh, help make sure the quarterbacks stay healthy you know, stuff here and there, but, you know, more so now I just feel like it's all about passing and having that big name quarterback, but still football, you know, still the great team, still the physical teams win, and uh, there's still a lot of similarities to the game I played with, you know, just a few here and there and some of the the calls to, to protect quarterbacks and whatnot, but, you know, overall it's still the game that I love.
3: Now you know in, in this post you know NFL life for you you know Tyler mentioned the, the Believe in, in, in Jaguars podcast just uh, what's that experience been like for you uh, you know being being this podcast host and and running that
8: well, it's been great man it's uh, you know gave me a way to uh, to get my foot in the door in the, in the media industry and after football you know I, I love staying in the game and it's been good to be able to continue to talk about the game to interview these athletes and to be a guy that can still you know watch film put it out there for, for people to, to enjoy, you know, give, give my take on it. I've always been a guy that could look at a coverage and diagnose the coverage, diagnose the front, you know, what blitz was that. I've been a guy that could do things like that, so it's been a lot of fun being in that industry.
7: So, you know, you mentioned Jaguars. Evan Engram was a name you didn't mention uh, as, as part of that, that group of weapons. Now, you know, if you look at the, the teams that were remaining in the playoffs uh, around that time, you know, the, a lot of them, you know, u- utilize their tight end. If you look at Kelsey, Kittle, um, Schultz, um, Goddard, who's now playing in the Super Bowl, and obviously Engram as well. How do you think the the tight end position has evolved over the past few years and, and how quarterbacks are using them as sometimes their first option?
8: Yeah, no, absolutely. As you can see with the teams that were left in the playoffs how important that tight end position has become. You know, and I think, I know this is a controversial opinion, but. I think the two best tight ends in the league are playing in the Super Bowl. I think Dallas Goddard is even, you know, it's, it's, it's Kelsey, Goddard, then, you know, Kittle, and then um, Mark Andrews. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I rank them personally. But I love Goddard because he can block. But you can see how important the, the tight end is. And it's not just a security blanket anymore, mm-hmm. the offensive tackle that can move a guy and, and catch a check down. Now you got guys like Kelsey, Goddard, Kittle that can really get downfield and become a weapon with teams. So. It's really evolved to a guy that's catching a lot of passes. And when and, you
3: know, you mentioned like the run game changing with that, right? So if you know, more more passing, less running, uh, where do you kind of see like the future of, of the running back? Like, do you think that could ever get shifted to where the like the, the league gets to be a little bit more run dominant once again, or do you think it'll just be more and more pass heavy? Because you look at, at quarterbacks like you know Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen, you know, it feels like 40, 50 uh, passes you know a, a game they have. So uh, how how do you see the, the running back position uh, evolving in
8: the future? Well it depends if they switch the rules. You know, now you got the illegal contact, you got the holding, you got the defenseless receiver. If they keep all those rules up, you know, I think they you know, the running backs are gonna keep being less and, and less important. But you always gotta have a strong running game, but when you have those rules in place, it's really made it more of a passing league. It's not that the players today were that much better than the players back in you know, the old days that they're that they're putting up these huge numbers. It's a lot of it has to do with the with uh, the fact that the rules have changed and, and you're, you're, they want it to be more of an offensive game because that's exciting. That expands you know, the reach of the league. That builds value because people want to see offensive football. They want to see these quarterbacks sling it, and that's what's happening and for you you
3: know since since you've stopped playing football what have you missed most has it just been the competition or has there been you know something you know maybe behind closed doors that that you've missed the most
8: yeah you said it man the competition going out there and putting your fundamentals to work every day and you mess something up up and you can't wait to get on the field the next day and just fix it and fix it and get better and get better Then you look back and you see how far you've come just getting one percent better every day that's what i miss the most the competition and then also I mean, the brotherhood, the camaraderie that you have when you're in the locker room with those guys is, is fun, and you really just become close with those dudes. Going through all those hard times together, it builds that relationship.
7: Now, are there any veterans in the league now that you mentioned the brotherhood? Are there any veterans in the league now that you still keep real, real close in touch with that you had a really good relationship with while you were in the league?
8: Yeah, like guys like Mercedes Lewis also mm-hmm. talk to him. He's been He's been—he's like seven. I was gonna
7: say he's been there twenty years, and he's still catching touchdowns.
8: It's unbelievable. The guy's ageless. I don't know what he's doing. I'll have what he's having. <laughs> you know, but Mercedes is a guy that I keep in touch with. Some of my old guys like Kirk Coleman, mm-hmm. Stanley Havili, old fullback for the Eagles. Um those are the guys that mostly that I keep in touch with. Julius Thomas. That's,
7: yeah, oh Julius Thomas was, was great in in, in yep. his prime. Um no clay before we we get to you know maybe a a a prediction on the big game i just want to ask a quick question because i'm always curious about this because you know you never know and i don't know how much you can reveal or want to reveal but being on the bachelorette being on bachelor in paradise it's something like you know you never really know like who's actually like the the guys just show up you know you never know who's actually going on these shows what's that experience like and is it it like really as cheesy as people think behind the
8: behind the camera no, it's not as cheesy. It's more cheesy. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty bad. You know, obviously, The Bachelor is uh, interesting franchise. I didn't realize how many people actually watched that show, but they, it doesn't seem as bad as when, when you're there, but they edit it in a way to make it cheesy, and mm-hmm. they, they can just piece so many things together, and they can make it look any way they want to, and then obviously, I mean, there's producers for a reason. They're telling people to do things. You're doing tell you to do this and that, and... You know, most people are smart enough not to do it. It's like, yo, go throw a drink in that guy's face. I'd be like, no. But some guys are like, okay, this is a great idea. You know, they'll go do it. So, I mean, they're, they're selling the show. They're trying to create drama. But when you're there, it's not as cheesy. It's not as corny. But when you see the edit and what it looks like from the outside, you can definitely see why people think that.
7: That's very interesting. Now, before, before we let you go, one last question. Big game this Sunday, Chiefs-Eagles. Who's going to win? what what's going to be the edge?
8: I'm taking the Eagles, and I mean, it's just the trenches. The Eagles are are too good up front. Their offensive line, their defensive line, the best D-line in the NFL, 70 sacks this year, the third most in NFL history. Best offensive line, Lane Johnson, even with the torn groin. Jason Kelsey, future Hall of Famer. Uh, Jordan Maialata has played very well this postseason. Mm -hmm. And uh, then you got the cornerbacks. These guys can guard. I mean, James Bradbury is obviously phenomenal, one of the best freedom signings of the whole year, I think. And then Darius Slay, everyone knows how good he is. Avante Maddox mm-hmm. uh, has done well. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, I mean, the, the secondary, this defense is just incredible. And then obviously the weapons. The Chiefs have rookie cornerbacks. And they're going against Avante Smith and A.J. Brown. That's a tough matchup. Yep. So I, I'm ta- I know they got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid but I'm taking the the Eagles the best team is going to beat the best player.
7: Clay thank you so much for joining the show we really appreciate having you on and you gave us a lot of good insight about NFL post-NFL life and uh, obviously the game so we really appreciate
8: it. Of course guys thanks.
3: And that was Clay Harbour great speaking with him the former Jacksonville Jaguars and Philadelphia Eagles tight end Uh, he was awesome to talk to kind of Almost bridging that gap a little bit there, from from you know back in his playing days to the current NFL landscape. So super awesome
5: talking with him. Yeah, way to go, uh, Nate. Just some great interviews done today um, by everyone. A lot of solo interviews, um, a lot of good interviews. Um, so a lot of good stuff here at Radio Row. And I got an important question for you guys. I've not gonna lie, been sitting here the last few minutes, been thinking about it, and uh, I was like, you know what? Let's wait till uh, press record. What are we doing for dinner tonight?
1: I knew you were going to ask that as soon as you started saying this.
5: Well, I mean,
3: so for, for those
5: who don't know. Yeah, I want you to give some backstory. For, for
3: those who don't know, um, Tom Sype <laughs> is the pickiest eater on planet Earth. <laughs> so we cannot get any sort of fine or different cuisine. It must be American a, I, and no.
1: only American, okay? Love no, my I, country. Let me narrow that down. It's got to be an American burger okay. with nothing on it. Continue. Ketchup. Because like there w- some mayo. there's this one
3: place that had like uh, like like German burgers or something like right like that. Something like that. Well, I have an
5: issue with that. Well, that that was too sophisticated for him. <laughs> so he couldn't go there. That's but not
3: true. What the, the Mexican place down the road? Too sophisticated. That's so we not can't true.
5: I said I would go there. That's you're doing Be- fake news. begrudgingly. <laughs> um, okay, maybe, but I still said I'd go.
3: Um, you know, we, we have a great continental breakfast in the hotel. I eat breakfast every morning. A great continental breakfast. We have waffles. We have eggs. We have sausage. I don't eat breakfast. He goes for the same no. bowl <laughs> of cereal nope, not true. <laughs> every <laughs> That's
5: not true. morning. That's not true. I had and Flakes this morning. At the Hickey Christmas Dining yesterday. Hall at St. Bonaventure. They know his breakfast order. <laughs>
3: The same (laughs) cereal
5: every morning.
3: That's not true. When he gets to the pizza stand in the hickey, they have a pizza, a cheese pizza set alone just for him. (laughs) It is ridiculous.
5: The lady at the pizza station is very nice. Tony okay. Tony's very nice. The, no, great. the lady is very nice. No, that, that is Hic- Hic- Tony. In, listen. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The Hickey Dining Hall guy.
3: workers are great, and they're so great that they have
5: Tom's three orders of the only three meals he eats at the Hickey the Dining Dine Hall. Hickey That's hall. not true. Memorized. Burgers, pizza, and cereal. Yeah, I know. I used to have a little bit. I mean not even have the pasta now. I used to eat hot dogs. Shout out Gracie Miller. I uh, did not uh, have geez. the hot dogs I anymore. <laughs> um, you know, I, I eat a lot at the Hickey. I mean, look at me. He
3: refuses to try anything new. It is that's re- true. That, nope, ridiculous. That's not Nope. That's
5: okay. That's false. All right. We'll that's figure it out. Right.
1: We'll, we'll figure it out. Okay, we'll but I don't.
5: Out. I want to go to a good place tonight. Okay. We will figure it out. I want to get a good
1: burger. Oh no, 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 no. no! I had
5: I had chicken tenders today, so. It's and funny. you hated it. You didn't well, they, like they it. They it. They put some. Oh they put honey. They put honey. Oh my god.
1: <laughs> I, I ate it. <laughs> they were so good.
5: It, it was decent. Yeah, it was
1: good. Steven and I knew that was amazing. That was good. I knew he didn't like it when he ate it. I ate it though. It, that's not what I said. I didn't, you said you didn't like it. I didn't mind it.
3: And that was courtesy, that lunch today was courtesy of the Players Coalition. So shout out to them, though, for hooking us up with lunch. Yes, yes. Wow. Very,
1: very nice. A uh, couple player representatives that they have. They weren't out there, but yeah. Yeah, and, and
5: nice. that was outside at a food truck. <laughs> that was, I realized, I said the car, that's the first time any of us have been outside here in Arizona between the times of 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. It's like m. the first time we've
1: like seen like, like sun. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, really? Awesome. Like, like, we've seen daylight, but it hasn't been sun on us, yeah. right?
5: Yeah, it felt so good. And then Tom's like, oh, I'm sitting
1: in the shade, and this team's like, "Oh, well, I'm sitting in the sun. <laughs> oh, I, I, I liked the breeze. I liked being
5: outside, but I not want to be in the sun, you know.
1: Alright, we're going to move on here. We will figure out our own dinner, but we're going to take you out on this interview. Uh, Nate and I actually had an interesting interview right at the end of the day. Adam Bedelli, who works uh, very high up at uh, StubHub, talked to us. Uh, we talked to him about ticket prices at the Super Bowl, some of the things the NFL did. It's actually a very interesting interview and what maybe you can expect with tickets in the future and how things have changed. So Thanks, for Nate, for hopping that on, but that's going to do it for us and the interview will take you out with Adam Bedelli. We will see you tomorrow at 6pm as we wrap up our Super Bowl 57 Radio Row coverage. For everyone here with WSBU The Buzz, I will sign off. Thank you for listening. Welcome back here to the wild card on WSBU 88.3 The Buzz. I'm alongside Nathan Sullen and we are joined by a special guest here, Adam Bedelli from StubHub. How's it going Adam? I'm good, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So we actually uh, saw Adam here on the floor and uh, want to come over and ask, I mean, so working at StubHub, pretty, obviously most people know what it is, tickets, sports tickets, event tickets or whatnot, but this Super Bowl is obviously become a big deal and year after year ticket resale is something crazy. So you can just talk about uh, Super Bowl tickets, how, how does that go and how is it different from any other event?
6: Yeah, so the Super Bowl in general is actually our biggest single day event that we have at StubHub in terms of total sales. Obviously, if you look at a World Series and NBA Finals, if you added them all up, bigger than the Super Bowl. But just for a single day, Super Bowl still remains king. Uh, The biggest thing to think about, too, is, as you pointed out, prices have gone up year over year. Reason for that is the NFL has done a really good job about trying to make it more experiential than just going to an event. So they've expanded the outside tailgate area with live concerts and things like that.
3: And, you know, you mentioned those prices going up. Obviously, inflation a big concern in, in the U.S. economy. How much has that played a factor into some of those rising ticket prices?
6: You know, uh, to date, we haven't really seen in general a lot of inflation hit kind of the ticket market. You know, certainly prices have stayed a l- probably relatively around the same when you look at the total uh, live events landscape the biggest thing though is there's a ton of demand and that's what's really driving the thing up or prices up in general coming out of the covid pandemic i mean i think we all probably took for granted the ability to go to a sporting event or see a concert or even a theater show so that's what's continued to pick up and then when you're seeing the likes of taylor swift beyonce announce a tour morgan wall like some of those more marquee names right now that are filling out stadiums
1: that's only going to continue to increase so um the super bowl it's it's a different event because it's a very corporate event, right? Or at least that's what I hear all the time. Um, it's not a ton of the team's fans. It's a lot of, you know, the NFL distributes their tickets differently from others. Is there events, is there anything like it by way of, like, where the tickets come from? And Does that, like, affect the resale of it, if that makes any sense? It's
6: super certainly a unique landscape in general. So right now, if you think about, just put it in perspective, we have about 3,000 tickets left on our site. That's a little bit low when you th- for a normal event this far out. But reason being, as you said, it's a, it's a major corporate event. So there's a... I if you have the ability to go to a college football national championship or the Super Bowl, they could not be more different experiences, in my opinion. College, you do have almost, you know, probably 90% of the tickets in both of those college fan bases. Um, so it's loud, it's fun. Corporate, if you go to a Super Bowl, it is a little bit more subdued that Everyone cares about the uh, TV uh, commercials, so they have the halftime, and then all, all of that. It's a long, drawn-out game, so certainly it's more unique. And the players, each player gets access to tickets, so it just it's a whole different environment to, to buy itself.
3: Now, how does location affect uh, some of these Super Bowl ticket prices? Obviously, last year was in Los Angeles. This year is in Arizona. Los Angeles, obviously, very kind of uh, very rich area, very you know a lot of money over there. How does the, the location uh, affect the pricing for the big game?
6: You know, it certainly does, but the biggest thing from our point of view is always starts and ends with the matchup. 90 to 95% of our tickets are sold after Championship Sunday, and that's all driven. Secondary, you could say yes. Certainly the price is affected by the area. I'm sure Chiefs and uh, the Eagles fans would love to be out here. You know, it's only going to get warmer and warmer each day at the Super Bowl, but that's definitely a lesser effect. Um, But we did see, you know, L.A. proximity for fan bases to travel, keeping down the price. That's a big one. All bets are off next year in Vegas. Uh, Vegas is always the one that's hard to predict.
3: And then what about, you know, some of the amenities within this inside the stadium, you know, you, you look at uh, you know, merchandise uh costs, uh costs for food. Uh, how how does that affect things?
6: You know, I don't think the buyer technically thinks about it. You make a great point, though, that, you know, when you're buying a ticket that's right now starting at 3200 to get in, but very well could be above 10000 depending on what level of seat you are, that you're probably not thinking, oh, yeah, it's going to cost an extra couple hundred dollars just to have water, beer, or maybe a soda, or I mean a, a hot dog. So that, I don't think that takes into account. The biggest thing that we think does is travel. You know, proximity, as I mentioned earlier, but flights, hotels, I mean, that's the secret thing. I don't know. What your guys' hotels look like. I mean, I can tell you that I come here a decent amount for work
1: in Phoenix, and the hotel I'm staying at now is about 5x what my normal rate is. Well, when we're here all week, the night we're here, when we fly, we fly it Saturday, so we're not actually going to the game. I think that ticket price, or the. the Hotel costs is three times what it is today. Yeah, I
3: think it's like exponential, like every day. Oh, yeah. get Mine
1: the last the game night a went up $500. Yep. Uh, That's amazing. Just because it, I guess Wednesday night versus Tuesday. Sure, why not? So I'd love to know what Saturday night or Sunday night is because that, yeah. would, that would be pretty crazy. Um, I wanted to ask you quickly, Um, the AFC Championship for the NFL was a different kind of thing because we had the possibility of having a neutral site, so they sold tickets. I don't know if you guys handled that any, um, but do you know anything about how that went? Because they had to essentially refund everyone, right?
6: Yeah, so essentially, if it was going to end up being the Chiefs versus the Bills, they were going to have the neutral site. So there was an issue during the on-sale by Ticketmaster, uh, where they released too many tickets for the first round, and they all sold out. So they were already trying to claw some of those back, but... To your point, the the game never happened, obviously, with the Bengals beating the Chiefs, so it would be interesting. You know, from our point of view, the excitement of the championship, and at least ticket-wise, I think it's easier. But it sounds like that's something the NFL wants to kind of test is having that neutral site championship game, but
1: hard to really say how that would work out. I do wonder. I I think it might be cool to point that. At that, you could actually get like a split stadium with two really you know, fan base, like big fan bases there, kind of like the national championship. Whereas the Super Bowl still corporate. I don't know if that would be the case or if it would become corporate. Like. That
6: was the way they originally designed it. Now, okay. look, there'd probably be corporate dollars or anything. It's the NFL it's after all. Is, right? um, but yeah, look, it'll be interesting. Maybe it looks more like a CFP uh, semifinal mm. game. But again, the price of that will maybe change how the super Bowls is priced because you know a fan is only willing to spend so much now you're asking potentially to travel twice as opposed to like if you're on the way team you maybe wouldn't go to see you know the Bengals play in kansas city so it'll be interesting to see where that goes but certainly the nfl uh
1: is looking at maybe some
6: other revenue streams there
1: and i wanted to ask is there like a, a sporting event in your past that you've seen the most demand for like uh, way over anything else you've seen Hard to always say that. I mean, each each sporting event is, is unique, but, I mean, when you talk about, it,
6: like, a Game 7 in any sport, mm-hmm. uh, a Super Bowl, those are always come to mind, and we're watching closely. I think F1 being in Vegas this year yes. is going to be a very unique event, already very pr- expensive. I know, Miami it's, was crazy. $10,000 for a, a, a three-day ticket is, yeah. is is the primary price, so as you can imagine, when it hits our site for the actual race day, those are already three, four times the multiple, so... Um, Everything's now being built around that hospitality and I think that's the way that's going to be interesting and, you know, if you're buying on the secondary, trying to figure out how do you make sure you're merchandising so that way the buyer understands what truly comes with that ticket.
3: And when you look at, you know, the the ticket buying landscape, you know, over the last 10 years, so, you know, 2023 here compared to, let's say, 2013,
6: what have you noticed uh, that's changed the most? Biggest trend is really going mobile only, and I think that's at the end of the day the best for the buyers and the sellers. So, you know, if you think about the Super Bowl 2020 in Miami, was actually one of the first years they went full 100% mobile. Now, maybe you guys are a little younger, so you don't <laughs> care as much about the ticket stub. But <laughs> I that, like them still. That, that that's the biggest yes. thing we get. That you know, I was in Philadelphia for a World Series, and it's like, oh, cool! I have a little icon in my little iPhone, like, on iPhone like, yeah. like wallet does. Like I says I was there. So that's the biggest thing. But really, it's design. Thinking about safety and making sure that as you're buying buying your tickets, you're going to have a good experience, and you're not going to run into any issues down the road. Cool. Adam, last thing, do you have a prediction for Sunday? As a uh, bitter 49er fan running yeah, out of quarterbacks, uh, I'm, I'm going Chiefs. Uh, I do think you know that underdog mentality that they brought into the AFC Championship game seems to maybe pull over here. And
1: you know I like him in a close one, 31-28, and that's the over. Cool. I like it. Well, I appreciate you stopping by. Those are very different. I. Very uh, something we'll see. This uh, we'll see if uh, ticket prices keep going up because I have a feeling they might. So. We'll, we'll talk to you guys when you make the final four this year. There
6: you go. Yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, love like to see
7: it. it. Thanks like a ton, it. Adam. Yep, have a good one. <laughs>